Welcome to Let's Talk Brock. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Let's Talk Brock podcast. Today, we are joined by Brittany Stewart, a Brock alumna living in Hamilton. Brittany completed her Bachelor of Arts with a combined major in Dramatic Arts in English uh, before completing her Bachelor of Education at Brock. Brittany was heavily involved uh, while at Brock and worked on campus in various places such as Student Life, the Welcome Desk, and Career Zone. Brittany was also a recipient of the Spirit of Brock Award at Convocation as a result of her leadership, community involvement, and much more. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brittany. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I was so excited about it. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to hear about your time at Brock, so we're going to hop right into the questions today. Okay. Um, what made you choose Brock, and how did you decide on the Bachelor of Arts, Dramatic Arts, and English program? Okay, so um, the degree that I ended up graduating with, I guess the first time since I did my degrees consecutively, right? So I, um, the undergraduate combined major in English and drama was actually a lot um, of working with uh, my academic uh, advisor on campus and deciding that that was how it was going to be. Decisions of what about an English major and drama minor or, you know, um, all these different options. And my, there was a time where I considered trying to get into um, Con Ed uh, instead. But um, mostly my reason for choosing Brock was because I just knew um, how great of a teacher's college it had and knowing my whole life, you know, that kind of story that I wanted to be a teacher um, and I wanted to go to a school that had a good reputation for that. Um, and I loved, I actually grew up in the Niagara region and we had, I was born in Burlington, moved to Fort Erie and lived there my whole life, really came back to Burlington for high school. So the natural migration back to the Niagara region felt really good for me. So it felt like home. And I loved that about being able to go to Brock. And um, I, I was never regretful of my decision for many reasons that I'll share today. So, uh, so yeah, I think my decision to, to choose Brock had a lot to do with it feeling like home. It was far enough away that I got my independence that I really craved. Um, Niagara is such a beautiful setting for school. And uh and, and Brock having the best reputation and the fact that, I mean, it's reputation for the, the arts now in particular. I'm so proud to be an alumna of Brock knowing um, that I was kind of a part of its transition into what it is today. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that you touch on Brock being a place that felt like home for you because I know a lot of our students share that. So that's awesome that that was that place for you. Um, were you involved in any experiential learning uh, to get experience in your field outside of the classroom? Yeah, so I guess as anybody who's planning to to teach in particular, um, it's a necessity, a requirement, whether or not. So if you're in con ed, you're getting that experience as part of your classes. Um, but as someone who knew that I would eventually do um, teacher education, I spent a lot of time looking for opportunities. Um, so not necessarily as part of courses, but there was I I was just volunteering a lot. I found opportunities to volunteer um, at schools. Big Brothers Big Sisters is like the chapter in Niagara is a really amazing one um, to get to become a part of if students are you know thinking of getting involved. Um, I was I volunteered in like a, in an after school program. I also had a little sister um, that way. On top of that, I did other volunteering um, opportunities as part of actually working on campus. Um, and I think that even though that a lot of those volunteering experiences were not necessarily exactly related to my degree or what 
um, I ended up doing. Um, I think that there were still so many transferable skills related to that. So in terms of experiential learning, yes, the component of, especially when you, you get into your teaching degree in particular, you have your placements um, that you get as a result. But um, I think that there's still, there's some, even if you are are not in courses that offer that i think there's a lot of opportunities if you seek them out to get other experiences that can still work very well to translate um into uh, experience that help that's helpful outside of that yeah that's great no you definitely ha- ha- sound like a very busy badger i I was a busy badger and I have to catch myself <laughs> a busy badger still to this day. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what is one opportunity you had while studying at Brock that you never thought was possible in high school? So um, one opportunity that I never thought was possible uh, was the, um, the co-op programs that I actually never, once again, I never took advantage of these, but I know, I know I had so many friends who did cool co-op programs and then also in those same programs were going not just like, you know, what you imagine when you're in high school, which is a co-op where you maybe you're going to the next next school over like I did when I was in high school volunteering or getting a credit for helping in a grade six classroom. But things that were like taking you completely out of town or like across the province. Um, And then a lot of the same friends of mine then were brave enough to take leaps across the pond to do, you know, a semester abroad as a result of that. So it's not that it was like groundbreaking information for me to see that these were all possibilities, but I never really thought about how there were so many cool stepping stones to being able to do that, which led me to working abroad after I graduated. Well, I am so excited to ask you about that. We're going to get to that shortly. But our next question for you is, you worked various jobs and volunteered on campus. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience in student employment? Yeah, you know, that's another one I should have said was I never really imagined the opportunity to work on campus um, and how, you know, great it would feel to have that option to fill my pockets of the day with a shift here, a shift there, right? So um, I started my working experience with, at the time it was called Community Connections. Um, Now I think it's student life and community experience or just student life. It transitioned into that when I was there, but just in case it changed again. Um, Working with like Kristen and Brad, I'm not sure if they're still working there, but it was such a great experience to start me off working on campus because that's what got me volunteering the most. There's so many um, experiences and I never knew um, like, you know, Shinerama, what it meant to work behind the scenes on that or just seeing how all of these different the O-Week stuff, how that worked behind the scenes. It gave me a different perspective on being a student and a a big respect for what um, what it takes to make these types of programs that the university offers function, as I imagine you also as an on-campus employee understand, Trisha. So I loved that. Um, I also loved as part of that, and then everything kind of became divided, um, what is now visitor services at the Welcome Desk. I absolutely loved working at the Welcome Desk because it gave me the chance to connect with people I never would have imagined, right? Down to the security guards, like the just people that have become lifelong friends. Like I'm still connected to a retired security guard from Brock because, and he's an, he's like a family member to me in a way. Um, we speak on the phone. Um, 
And I just, I, I loved that, that I got to meet people and see people um, in that way. And it also, it, it brought me confidence too. Um, my favorite experience, and I mean, I loved them all. So if you're listening, I loved, I loved all my bosses, Wendy, I love all of you guys, but my favorite experience was definitely working in, um, it was career services then. I think that you guys call it just career zone now. Um, I worked there for a few years and I, I left there as a senior uh senior career consultant or assistant. Um, and I loved that as part of that job, you were basically just developing yourself. So we were constantly, if we were not helping someone with their resume, which by the way, byproduct of that is building our own. Um, we were working on projects given to us that were perfect for developing our own interests. And that is where I did most of my research for um, my and and what made me brave enough to actually dive into going abroad. I truly think that if it weren't for that experience, I may not have ever moved over to England to teach there. So definitely a huge life changing opportunity for me to have worked on campus for so many different reasons. Yeah, that's incredible. There's something so special about working on campus. So I have to agree with you there. So everyone listening, work on campus. It's a place to go. It's a place to be. <laughs> There's so many opportunities to yeah. do, right? There's so many that will fit whatever your interest is. Um, and it's just such a, I mean, as aside from just making some extra money that can help us all, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but for our next question, after your undergraduate degree at Brock, what made you pursue a career in teaching um, and how was your time in the consecutive education program at Brock? Right. So I always knew, like I mentioned, that I wanted to go into a teaching degree. That was never a question. Um, it was just knowing that I was doing it consecutively versus um, concurrently, which, by the way, if there's anyone listening who is who who I, I know that for some, there was this feeling of like imposter syndrome when I got to teacher's college that I'll admit because I was doing it consecutively versus concurrently like so many of my friends because we were all together except the like 14 of us who were doing it consecutively in my in my cohort were all in one little group right so it was kind of like oh there's all the concurrent people and then we are the consecutives but I think that um I mean that was kind of just me us all being paranoid and, and at the end of it all, we were all so well connected. I think it's important to remember that the experience that you have, if, if, if you want to go into teaching and you're like, well, I'm not in con ed, you know, am I going to be ready for it? Um, do things to prepare yourself. If you know, now, if you don't know, and you decide that you want to go into that, don't be afraid. Um, they do such a good job of offering professional development and you get all the same resources as the others. I think, um, I think that, yeah, it was never a question whether or not I would do it that way. And I think that when it came, especially as a high school teacher, I really value that I was able to focus my undergrad in the content because teaching at the high school level in particular, you want to be very, you want to be a master of what you're teaching, right? You want to be able to, the students that, you know, you want them to know, like, and trust you as their teacher. And I felt super confident um, content wise that I was, what I had to offer was, was valuable to my students. So that's something that I really loved about that. Um, and then, sorry, the other part of your question was about what made me decide. I'm sorry. Trisha, was what the, was just a little bit about the consecutive education program. Yeah, so really no different in terms of that. I know it's two years now. I was one of the last, I was the second last year to do it in one. But I believe it's the same where it's really no different. That, that, those two years are going to be the same 
as what your friends and concurrent are doing. Um, you are, I was in a different cohort because there are certain additional things they offered, but like only a couple really. Um, so you're really not going to feel, I think the one thing that you that's different is just that instead of all through your degree, you're offered opportunities, like I said, for experiential learning, which are incredibly valuable. Um, that's not offered to you, obviously, unless you seek it out yourself in your undergraduate. When it comes to the consecutive program um, versus the concurrent program, the two years of teacher's college, so to speak, I would assume are very similar still because they were when I studied there. Okay, very cool. That's awesome. So the question I've been uh, so excited to ask you, it's finally here. Um, how did you get involved teaching abroad? You touched on that a little bit, but can you tell us about your time teaching in England? How did you get involved in that? Sure. So it was actually really easy when, when, um, when it came down to it. As soon as I reached out to some of these agencies, right? So as part of working at Career Services, I found out about opportunities to go to job fairs that I then met a bunch of different agencies um, in person who gave me business cards, et cetera. Now, obviously the state of the world right now, it's still, I mean, I feel like even, even aside from that, it would be just as easy to search it online, but do your research for sure. That's, that's one big tip I have because the agency I started with is not the agency I kept, um, for a variety of reasons. There are so many out there. So I definitely recommend that um, if you don't know someone who's already done it, that you you seek people out who have, because I think that's step one of being just careful of, because of, most, especially as teaching, you're going through an agency. So that's step one. Um, but it was actually quite easy. As soon as I aligned with an agency, um, even though I changed from them, they helped me get my visa. They helped me get my, um, what they call a DBS, which is just like a police check. Um, they helped me figure out, you know, what, how to get to my agency from my flight. Like they literally, they gave me resources for finding somewhere to live or somewhere to stay. Um, when I first got there, like there were so many amazing opportunities that were offered to me just right away through the agency. So if the, if it weren't for that, I might've once again, been a little shyer. And um, the fact that they make it really simple was, was perfect. Of course, once you get there, your confidence builds and you branch out, but it was nice to have that little cushion step to get me to a place where I felt um, like I, my hand was being held when I when I needed it. I was pretty brave. I was a brave badger, and I I definitely took chances. But when it came to that, I was so scared, and um, I would be lying if I said I wasn't. So having that support was really useful. And so like I said, there's tons of agencies out there. That is amazing. That is like my dream. So I love hearing you talk about it. You were a busy badger and a brave badger. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what are you currently doing? Like, I know you're teaching at a private school. So for future teachers watching, listening, um, can you tell us about your experience uh, working in a private school? Sure. So I guess I'll also add that when I was in England, I started out doing um, with the agency, I started out doing supply teaching. Um, and, you know, they paid me a certain rate per day um, until and, and you'll if you decide to go do this, friends, what will happen is they're going to schools that like you will start offering you full time jobs. So do your research on that, too. Um, when I found my perfect fit, it was awesome. Um, I found a school that I loved and I was able to teach both English and drama. And I was so respected there and I absolutely missed it all the time. Um, it felt really good to go somewhere that they needed teachers versus here at the time that I left in particular, there was just <laughs> no room for me, it felt like. So it was great that there was an, a space for me to to do that. And of course, 
um, the travel component was like no other. Like I, there was, I had six weeks versus six weeks worth of breaks, um, that, um, on top of my summer. So the summer was six weeks and then also six weeks throughout the year. Um, so there's so many opportunities to travel. And, uh, so I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And, um, I know that right now things are tricky, but I definitely recommend that as soon as you're able to, if anyone has this interest, just go because it's, you're never going to regret that, that you're never going to regret trying, even if you're like, you know what, teaching abroad wasn't for me because by the way, it's not, but even the people I know, because I know some that went and they're like, you know what, I didn't love teaching abroad, but I did love spending a few months abroad. So that was cool, right? So anyway, teaching at the school I taught at is probably what led me to choose private school here. And the reason being was that was it was a private school there. So a lot the it's different. It's completely different in England. Um, there's not like public boards at all. There's different councils and, and different boards of trustees. And I was part of a certain trust. Um, but but yeah, so some schools are state schools and some schools are private. And so I was a part of a private academy. And so I think my comfort level coming home um, was was just going somewhere that had um, that gave me the flexibility. And that's kind of why I chose private. So when I, I to be honest, when I came home, I was expecting my son. Um, so I, I moved home a bit earlier than than I expected to because um, my son's father was here and. Uh, so we came, I came home and then had my son and then right away had my daughter. It was pretty cool though, because I went on maternity leave from my school. So I actually did, we did go back with my son for me to finish my contract, um, when he was about seven months old. And then we got to travel the summer as well while I was pregnant with my daughter. But anyway, it was pretty cool that I got all that opportunity just for, you know, I was, I was covered on mat leave twice. Um, so pretty neat, but I came home and I, I just was, you know, not just, it's a big job, raising my children for a few years. And I've only recently gone back to teaching. I started doing a workshop in December that led to a, a gig in January that now um, February 1st, so only about a month, I've been back to teaching full time as part of this private school in, what a surprise, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Vine Ridge <laughs> Academy, which has been a really great experience. And teaching online is very different, but um, I've, I've actually really appreciated the flexibility of teaching online and having um, having the chance to still see my children most of the day, aside from my teaching hours. So I really, really love that that part of it. That's really cool. I love that. That's because um, I'm interested in private as well. So that's really cool. But just hearing how the transition from England and the different school boards, I didn't know that. I feel like a lot of our our future teacher candidates at Brock don't know about that either. So this will be interesting for everyone listening. Good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, Churchill, what made this isn't normal, but what makes you interested if you want to share in teaching private? Because maybe that will help me answer your question. <laughs> well, I think it's more, you know, I had a wonderful high school experience at a private school. So I think it's oh. yeah. So I, I had went to a private school for three years. So just um going to the school, I'd love to return to that school and teach, but um, you know, it's hard to know the difference between, you know, the private boards and the public boards and what school to go to. So Right. Well, I mean private schools have all different niches right so the one I'm currently at is an international school so most of the students are actually living in their home countries right now normally they're living on campus mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah so I have there's like five of them that live on campus still um whereas your school would have been more of like a private school that was um for probably for for, for children who wanted to have 
more flexibility in what they were learning about, right? So um, that's something that would be a dream for me to move on to next, because I think that I have, I, I actually did my, right before I went to England, um, I did a performance master's degree at the University of Toronto. Um, that was my in, in between step between teachers college and England. Um, so that was a really cool experience. And I think that, um, that sets that, that made me, that makes me want to stay in the private private sector because I know that my flexibility for what I can offer students, um, is more open, um, in the private, in private setting. Wow. That's so cool. That's really good to know. Um, and good advice for, you know, everyone listening and interested in wanting to know the difference. So, um, now with all the advice that you've given us, what's one piece uh, that you'd advice that you could share with our current teacher candidates? Uh, okay, so I, I love giving advice, but I also know that everyone's in a different place, right? So I think that the most important thing is if you're hearing my story and you can relate, that makes me really happy. And uh, and I hope that if there was an, any nerves, like likely they've not gone away, but maybe subsided if you are hoping to move on and do the same types of things that I've done. Um, but if, you, if you're hearing my story and you're feeling like, oh, well, I could never do that. I don't feel confident moving away um, across the pond, or I don't feel like I could teach in a private school or, you know, any of the things that we've talked about. I think that just remember that you are, you're in a school that has tons of resources to support you. And if you even have once thought about it, Brock will find, there's definitely someone you can talk to a Brock that can help you make it a plan, right? Instead of it just being like, maybe I could do that, but I'm too scared to even think about it. Think about it. Ask. There's so many great people on campus who I treasure, um, who were a huge part of my journey. So, so yeah, I think my best advice is just don't, don't leave university wishing that you had taken advantage of the on-campus opportunities because, um, right down to, like I say, working on campus was my first amazing stepping stone to doing what I do right now. Um, and uh, I'll treasure that forever. So don't, uh, don't leave with regrets. Just do it all. Do whatever you see available to you because you're only there for so long, you guys, like four to six years. <laughs> exactly. I know. So note to self, be a busy badger. Get yeah. it all done. <laughs> you won't regret it. You won't regret it. And it will give you a great work ethic when you're done. No, that's incredible. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your Brock experience with us all. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Bye, Brittany. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, you can contact us by email at futurestudent at brocku.ca.